0: So while I was preparing for this episode, I kind of came to a very interesting realization. R&B artists from like back in the 2000s were some of the biggest hypocrites ever. Those guys are the musical equivalent of the pastors that we have that usually asks for tithe and offering and never really gives shit. They just say that they're praying for blessings upon you or some shit or the ones that will promise you a free trip to heaven or some shit. Because them niggas used to lie a lot. And I know this sounds like it's just coming out and it's only for the clout. But think about it like this. R&B artists have produced some of the biggest sims ever. But when you look at the reality of the matter, some of these guys, actually a good number of them, were very good at hoeing around and pulling off some weird shit. Like, look at R. Kelly and his taking up his situation and him liking younger girls. Uh, look at guys like Trey Songz who are pretty much picking up in R. Kelly's footsteps from some of the reports that have been coming out. You look at guys like Usher who were banging all sorts of different people and then giving them herpes. Like, you look at some of these things and it does kind of make you question whether the music and the person were the same thing. Because how does a mind that comes up with such good words, something that can make a woman's heart melt, something that can make like 80% of dudes in my generation who are simps turn into Sims, and yet they can't be used to get the typical girl and have some typical vanilla shebang bang. It's weird. It is very, very weird. But anyways, we have a podcast to do. And fortunately for some of you, it has a lot more than the typical R&B that I'm talking about. So... In typical fashion. Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one breaktime podcast. Coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who has been listening to R&B since day one. He is a man whose favorite sex position is doing the dishes because he tends to have a lot on his plate. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down and make some sense out of them all. Now, for those of y'all that didn't know the formula, I'm going to give it to you. For those of y'all that know the formula, you can repeat it after me. You see a tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send it to the DMs of at the D on Twitter, and I will handle it accordingly. On Instagram, you can send it there, at on West Side is the handle to send it to. Sometimes it's one of them screenshots that have come from Twitter that you probably need us to discuss. And I can do that for you. Facebook also allows it because, you know, you can also get screenshots that were taken from Twitter and then posted up on Facebook. So you also use the Break Time on West Side Facebook page and send it there. Now while we get on with the show, I do want to point out that today's show is fairly simple. I can actually even summarize it in one statement because it's pretty much dating, cheating, and single mothers, if I can put it in, in that context because it's actually very simple and it even starts from what it is i'm I'm just about to talk about because this week we've heard some very interesting dating and cheating stories that have come out there's rihanna and asap rocky who have supposedly uh been confirmed as dating which is pretty interesting because last i had checked she was supposedly with some middle eastern guy busy enjoying arab money but then again you know There is the saying that I am going to manufacture right now, which states that once you go black, you have to come back ASAP. Like now at this point, when I actually think about it, if they're going to be banging, the sounds are going to probably be the same instrumentals as the one from Fashion Killer. And weirdly enough that I think about it, they actually did start together on the music video for Fashion Killer. All of these coincidences are very, very interesting. It's weirdly mad. Although, that aside, I do need to move on to another dating story. So, for those of y'all that might not have heard this, uh, apparently, Burner Boy has been doing the most African thing for the past two years, which is being polygamous. Because for the same amount of time that he's been with Don, he has allegedly been giving it to another babe by the name of Joe Pearl. Now, typically, this is a time when people will be like, oh, Burner's cheating, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to lie to you. After taking a look at Pearl's pictures on Instagram, I am actually tempted to wonder if Pearl was the side chick or not. Because Shorty got booty for eons. Like Shorty's a fashion model and everything. But she has got booty. Like with a capital B. I don't even know how to put that properly. Like she has a mad, mad yanch. As the people from West Africa would probably say. So at this point, I don't know if... There's even a place where you can call one of them a side chick. Because at this rate, I'd be tempted to wonder if Steph London is Africa's most famous side chick. Because when you look at it, apparently they've been together for two years with Berna. And Joe Pearl supposedly has also been with Berna for about two years. And I'm starting to wonder, what if they're both side chicks? And one's on the left, one's on the right. And they know about it. Wouldn't that be interesting? Because even though one of them was to come out and claim that, oh, Bana, why are you cheating on me? Why'd you cheat on me? All of a sudden, all he has to do is say, I was following the Bible. Because the Bible says, your left side is not supposed to know what your right side is doing, and vice versa. Like, I know I've paraphrased that, but I think this is one of those few times when you can actually make it seem like it was actually a good thing. Because Steph London is an incredibly beautiful lady. She seems like a pretty nice person, at least, you know, from like pictures and shit. Uh, up until you listen to like 16 shots, then she sounds like she's going to kill your whole family. Then you look at Jopal and you're like, damn, like that booty, like that booty can have you like building a house for it. Like no word of a lie. Like it's a beautiful booty. But uh, that being said, I do wish him all the best. If he is becoming Africa's version of future, I do wish him all the best on that as well. Because we do kind of have to move on with the tweets. So on to the first tweet. Women usually talk about how older dudes are the wave. But just know that broke dudes who are older are not in that category. This is actually kind of true. Because for some reason, when, whenever you find women busy talking about dating older guys and being with older guys, they don't usually go for older guys who are quote-unquote broke. They usually go for the guys that have the money guys that don't necessarily have to be the sugar daddies but just make a lot more money and to some degree you could call it hypergamy people will call it hypergamy and you know defend all of that but this is one of those points where you're like even though the shorty said that it's hypergamous and she has to go for an older guy hypergamy does not relate to age it only relates to financial status and a lot of people like to think that just because you're an older man you can get younger women and yes you know the whole law of your higher maturity because of age and everything can seem good for some people hell maybe even you having a deeper voice can seem better for ladies but you'll rarely ever hear of a babe going for a broke guy who's a lot older than her unless it's like I don't know a one night stand or maybe maybe she has daddy issues now, that being said, do I think it's okay? Not really. I think, you know, go and date within your age range, but you know, there's, there's women that like to talk about how they're more mature than people who are three, four years even older than them. So, by all means, they can go if they get their hearts broken the same exact way by someone who's even older, they will cry the premium tears the same exact way as the rest of us. But anyways, let me move it on to the next tweet. Notice how porn increases, so does the number of simps and incels. That's not an accident, it's by design. Resist that filth, fellas. Well, no, I actually don't entirely agree with this. Not just because of the whole bit of the simps, cause I have a bigger problem with that, but ideally the whole statement in and of itself is nullified by a bunch of things. Yes, you could say that incels have increased and you could blame that on porn because for those of you all that don't know what incels are, it's short for involuntary celibate and those are just women hating men. It's pretty much the male equivalent of the women that usually say, you know what, men are trash, men are the problem, the world would be so much better without men. That's pretty much the easiest way to define an incel. And for a lot of them, yes, you could say that porn has kind of influenced their choice to become incels because it's like they got rejected by a bunch of women. They can get their satisfaction from porn and sex toys so they don't really see the need for women. And that one could make sense. Like that one makes a lot of sense. Although I wouldn't call it an increase of porn, I'd probably call it an accessibility because you wouldn't really know if porn's increased because it's not like Pornhub usually gives the statistics and says that we've had a million more uploads this year than last year. That's not how they do it. So you can't really say that porn has increased or decreased because porn in and of itself occupies a certain fraction of the Internet. So you can't really track it all that much. Plus, you think about it, porn is media like any other. So you'll find that there's people who just repost clips of it. There's people that will post up the same porn from, you know, as recently as 2018, 2017, 2014, even going all the way as far back as the 1950s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. There's people that are almost always reposting porn. So you can't really say that porn's really increased. And it's not like you watched all the porn for you to come to a necessary conclusion, because just Pornhub, much as it's probably the most known site, has about 150 years worth of watch time of porn. And I don't think you have 150 years of watch time of porn for you to actually catch up with that that's actually i think as per last year's statistics could be even higher so you can't really say that pawns increased or decreased you could just say that it's become more accessible then you look at the sims it's it's not a matter of porn you know like i said earlier on it's probably as a result of r&b and probably rom-coms because both of those factors have made it look like you know if you're a nice guy if you treat a woman a certain kind of way then she will choose to be with you. The whole thing of, oh, you know, nice guys finish last and then some shit happens and then you intercept that whole thing. You know, you come through, you try and be that good guy and you stay true to yourself and then eventually the babe's gonna want to be with you. But let's be honest, that's not how it works. You know, you go, you become a nice guy, you treat a woman nicely, you help her with blah, blah, blah. Then you end up getting kicked into the friend zone. And normally, the truth of the matter is... Yes, R&B was right. Rom-coms were right. You know, you can be the sweet guy and have the girl. The only thing is you do that after you're in the relationship. If you need better clarification of what it is that I'm saying, go listen to Battle of the Sexes. Episode 55 should give you all the answers that you need because I clearly went and I died kind of in-depth with the entire thing there. Uh, So yes, the whole porn thing, it can only increase the number of insults because it's more accessible and people are starting to see less need for other people because they've been rejected. But simps, no. Uh, resisting the filth, it's, it's entirely up to you, I'm not endorsing for anyone to watch porn. But if you do consume it, then please do so in moderation. Anyways, on to the next tweet. The hardest realization, which is a recent one, is that friends don't really know what it takes to support a single mother. Here are three cheap and consistent ways one offer to babysit the child for a weekend every few months two help with a monthly expense three ask her how you can help well this kind of caused a bit of a backlash on twitter actually this this was kind of the premise for a bit of a debate that occurred on twitter this week about single mothers and blah 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 supporting and ah, single mother is a choice it's not a choice blah blah and the truth of the matter is this feels incredibly entitled. If this was something that was said to someone and you're told, you know, if you want to help your friend who's a single mother, then it would have made sense. But the way the tweet was typed. It just felt very entitled because it's not like we helped you make the baby. Like, just say. It's not like it was our duty to do that. Hell, some of these niggers that you expect to help you were thrown into the friend zone by you. So you're expecting them to come in and do the same shit that the baby daddy was supposed to have done, but you clearly didn't let them get the benefits that the baby daddy got when he put the nut in. Like, I find it a bit hard to come in and help because like, at what point did helping with a monthly expense become something that a friend should be doing for you? Like, I get it. Some people's friends are millionaires and they make a crap ton of money, you know, but don't expect a friend to do that for you like if this was an expectation from friends then i'm sorry you can't do that hell if anything this is your choice so you kind of have to live with the consequences yes being a single mother isn't necessarily a choice the single part isn't a choice sometimes you know stuff can happen between both parents and they split but being a mother that was your choice the pregnancy came and you could have had an abortion like i'm not about to argue about the whole pro-life pro-choice thing you had it within you to get an abortion. Like, it was entirely within your choice. And if anything, some people even had the choice to tell the guy to wear a condom or not to not in But you were like, you know what? Come in me. Uh, some mothers did choose to get those kids expecting that it would come with a certain care package. And they didn't. And yes, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh to single mothers, but I have to be blunt and truthful about it. Just about all of y'all made the choice to get the kid. So if there's issues, then you have to accept that those issues are supposed to be between you and the other person that happened to have made the kid. Of course, there are some issues that will be beyond the both of you. And of course, family and friends should help. But we're not expected to because, well, not belabor a point, but we weren't in the bedroom with you. So, you know, it's it's entirely up to you. This whole thing of, I don't know, it takes a village to raise a child is voluntary. Just because the village is there doesn't mean that they have to take care of the kid. The day that that becomes a requirement, we will be walking into the bedroom and giving you directions and assisting you in the pleasure making of the entire process. But anyways, let's move it on to our final tweet. Men, please delay marriage as much as possible. Don't put on yourself burdens that drain you and will ultimately push you to the ends of the line. Women and kids are heavy stuff. Marry at 35 and above. Don't rush. Enjoy life. Buy yourself good things before going into marriage. Well, no, I don't entirely agree with this. There's this thing that I've kind of seen of late where people have been trying to tell other people and it's mostly men telling other men to avoid getting married early and i'm not gonna lie i've probably been one of those people and unfortunately i think it's starting to get to a stage where people have started pushing it mostly because they're either trying to you know hold off on certain responsibilities and they forget that other people are ready to take them up very very quickly now the whole thing about delaying marriage for as long as possible i don't entirely agree with because you think about it, some people actually do want to get married very early in their lives. And yes, maybe the whole idea of taking up bills and having kids seems a bit much for a lot of people, but it's not for all of us. There's people who want to get married when they're in their mid twenties. And these are men that we're talking about and have kids. They're not worried about the bills. They're happy about it. This is something that they've looked forward to their entire lives. Like I know a guy that actually looked forward to being a father. You asked him what it was that he wanted to be during high school. And the guy was like, I want to be a family man, a husband and a good father. Like that was what he was looking forward to. But now there's people that are saying, oh, delay marriage as much as possible. It doesn't take account of the fact that there's people that exist that actually think in the way that my friend was actually thinking. Then also, if you do actually pay attention to it, marriage actually does come with its own set of benefits. Like it's not this prison that all men go to die and suffer and become miserable for the rest of their lives. Hell, divorces can carry that as well but you think about it, marriage actually does carry some benefits. Take for example, in Kenya, where I am right now, if you get married and you have a joint account where both your salaries actually go to, you're actually taxed as one person. Then when you couple that with the idea that if you guys actually split stuff like the bills 50-50, you can actually be looking at a reduction of costs on a very, very high level because you're not two people staying in individual apartments trying to handle bills. It's two people with 50%, you know, less of a tax cut in your salaries and the both of y'all can manage the bills in one house and offload most of them. Now, obviously, we know that, you know, the whole 50-50 thing is usually up for debate with a lot of women, but in the ideal event that you have a lady who is okay with taking up 50% of the costs and everything, then it makes sense. Now, money aside, if you do actually pay attention to some of the statistics that have been released, having a partner that sleeps in the same bed as you actually does contribute to lower stress. By all means, you know, wives can be a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes, and yes, that, you know, should probably be taken account of. But, If you actually have a good marriage where you and your wife are good, I guess, I don't know, 80, 90% of the time, then you'll probably have less stress as a man. And yes, of course, these are all positive effects that are in theory. Yes, in reality, things could be different, things could be better, things could be worse. But provided you have a good marriage and you have yourself a good wife, which of course isn't for everyone, you should be good for the most part. The only thing that I can probably say out of this tweet kind of makes sense and I totally agree with is buy yourself good things before going into marriage. And the easiest way to explain this is when you want to buy yourself something new as a guy. So say a new car or maybe you want to get that new ps5 but all of a sudden there's this whole complaint of oh why'd you have to do that you could have invested that money you don't even need it but she'll be the same person who'll go and get herself another 20 dresses and 15 pairs of shoes on top of 100 dresses and 200 pairs of shoes and then she'll say that you can never have enough shoes or dresses but I should probably keep my mouth shut because we do not want the judgment of people's wives on this. And this is something that was actually confirmed by a man who is married. But anyways, I want to know your thoughts on this. Do you think that marrying early is better than marrying late or marrying late is better than marrying early? On Instagram, it is at break Time on Westside. Slide into the DMs. Leave your comments, thoughts and feedback on Facebook. You can also do that on the break time on Westside Facebook page. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs at the D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. If you're on CastBox, you can go and leave your comment right next to the episode. And I will catch you guys on the next break. Take care. Hold up, you guys haven't heard of El Mashati, uh, check out myself and Chacha as we dive into news and games coming out of the footballing world. You can catch our episodes on Mondays at 12pm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor or virtually anywhere. And like we always say, once a Shati, always Ashati.